0: What up, Snapback fam? On this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod, the boys buy a football team. Yes, stop right now and listen, because when we buy a team, we give back to the fam, and this is how you are going to have a chance to win part of our football team. So the Fan Control Football League is controlled by the fans, and anyone can be an owner of the team for as little as $150. So what Abe and I decided to do, we're going to give five lucky listeners of the podcast a chance to win a share of the team. So all you have to do, Download the Rivalry app. It's R-I-V-A-L-R-I and join the Snapback Sports Group. It's that simple. The instructions will be within our group. Once you get there, you cannot miss it. And you can own a part of our football team, the Wild Aces, of the, the FCF. So super excited about that. Also on the podcast, we talk about Mahomes. We talk about Tom Brady and the Super Bowl parade. We talk about the national anthem. We talk about a ton of stuff. But more importantly, we interview the Aces franchise quarterback, Jackson Erdman. We tag Jertie. Our first game is Saturday, and we are so excited. Nightback fam, new app. The Baltimore Let's get
1: Ravens select.
2: Lamar Jackson, I'm a rave, his own, all year, every year. Jackson, Jackson himself. Oh, he broke his ankles! A oh,
1: blocked by James. Auburn's gonna win the football game. Albert's gonna win the football game. For the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. Bryant, put the jumper.
0: What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack me and Join me today, and as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today?
2: Let me paint you a little meme real quick. Abe Granoff, Spider-Man 1. Mark Cuban, Spider-Man 2. What is the common thread being done with the national anthem? The Dallas Mavericks. Apparently it's been like a secret. Like nobody realized they haven't been playing the national anthem for 13 games. Yep. Um, and they said that they weren't going to play the national anthem anymore. came out public with it. Since then the NBA was like, Nope. Yep. Yeah, you are, you are going to play the national anthem. But I think Mark Cuban bet on the under in the super bowl of the national anthem and Jasmine Sullivan in one of the most selfish acts in entertainment history, with that eleven second brave note, held it out and it went over. We all know I was on the under. Now we know Mark Cuban was on the under, and he took it a little bit of a different level. Me, I took the loss straight to the chin. Know that I put in the work, and I was just eyes ahead till next year. He just said, "Nope, I'm I'm rich enough. I'm done with the song in general. <laughs> I don't have that money to the to the amount of, to the point where I can outlaw the song. But it's nice to know that I have Cuban on my side in this war."
0: against jasmine sullivan i could not believe the back and forth from the nba from shams to the nba's head communication like can we stop can we just like i like the nba as this reality tv drama this was just like we have to have something better to talk
2: right about. so i, I so when i'm kind of over it when i first <laughs> saw the when i first saw the report i was just like Okay, what like how is this like politically like, politically involved? Like, yeah. what's going on behind the scenes? And then I took a step back and I was like, or it could be because Mark had the under, or it could be that the Mavericks have like seventeen players from overseas, like right. none of them know a word to the song. Our anyway, producer
0: just- roots for a team not even in the country. I I don't even know if I have a feeling one way or the other. It's just like. I, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it's no. So my annoying. feeling
2: was it's just an F you to Jasmine Sullivan, <laughs> politics aside.
0: Um, and we're going but, with that. And we're going with that. Jasmine Sullivan, Jared Dudley, handshake. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next, which is we'll talk about America and the American dream. And this is my hot take. What may take. that be? What's and this is dream? my hot take that I need a, a bouncing board that you're going to act as. Soundboard. Soundboard. That's, that's what I was looking for. The American dream... Which was created three, four, five, six, seven decades ago, was you could come to America and build a a you know a life of freedom, happiness, family, work the job, have the white picket fence, have the dog, have the two children. Right? That was the American dream. Emphasis on dog and not
2: cat because there's no cat involved in the American dream. Cats no suck. Cat,
0: no cat. So now. That's clearly not the American dream. Like the the money has just become too big in this country. So I'm trying to figure out what is the American dream now. Getting
2: getting canceled.
0: <laughs> That's definitely you might be aspiring to, to entertain. I mean, that. it's just like you kind of know you made it when you get canceled. So I don't, so my question is, if it's not the American dream, what like a Charlie D'Amelio? succeeded in right like that's the new dream for young people in just America. going v- virality and just it
2: catching on you
0: picking up steam not even viral it's like sustaining by just living your life right like right. the kardashian right? doing what you do and just getting paid out the ass right it. so i think Maybe that's somewhat of the new American dream, or maybe the new American dream is working for yourself and doing what you like to do. Right? Like our parents, they went to work, they worked a career, they're at a company for thirty years. Now, I'm not saying you have to go viral and go, but like work, I feel like opportunities. I mean, you work in sports betting; you obviously like to bet on sports sometimes. So, like, and I like talking about sports. I'm I'm currently in retirement, right? And that's what we do in our free time. So, I think that could be the new American dream. But I need you to help me figure out what is the charlie d'amelio like is that the american rocket ship like what's what is that because what i want to say is whatever that term is i'll give you time to think about it tom brady did it tom brady i'm watching him today he pulls up he has now won seven championships playing a sport which he loves which has made him a 100 Million dollars, billion dollars, probably. He pulls up on a $2 million yacht with a supermodel wife who makes more money than him. And he's jokingly tossing the Lombardi trophy from yacht to yacht with his best friend. Let me stop you there. (laughs) Let me stop you there. So
2: I got the notification, Tom Brady tosses the Lombardi trophy. And me being the hate everything type person i am looked at my phone and said all right like this guy needs to relax like he's just doing being cocky now like what and then i took a step back which i don't do often i was like wait he can literally do whatever he wants anything 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 pulling up in a two million dollar boat to a (laughs) parade during a pandemic i might add (laughs) with a supermodel wife that makes more money with this family also and if he doesn't want to kiss his wife, I'm sure the kids are there too. So it's like he's got options on the table if he's feeling a little frisky on the day. Um, it's just I'm at the point where Tom Brady can do kind of anything, and and I can I can find a way to give someone shit for almost anything. But it's just like at this point,
0: you beat the best team ever. You beat the goat. They don't score a touchdown. My hands so are tied here. That—that's what I'm looking for. Is how do we describe what that is? Because it's a level above the American dream. It's a hundred levels above. And I think the word you used is it's freedom to do anything. It's ultimate freedom. He won the American dream of ultimate freedom, meaning he can do whatever he wants whenever he wants. He gets to play a game, enjoy the hell out of the game. And I don't think this is to try and undercut like he's probably the hardest working athlete of all time. And I'm sure Uh, he's a great guy. All that stuff. No, I'm I'm not. I'm not with that stuff. But God, what a life. I mean, it's crazy. It is actually crazy.
2: Yeah. But then I think of a different type of American dream where I would. Because me, Jack, I have a warm heart and I have a big heart and I, and I try to give that to as many people as I can. And when I think about an American dream, maybe it doesn't involve a, um, an obnoxious $2 million boat with a supermodel wife that you just met a few years ago from being famous. To me, maybe the idea of an American dream more so looks like, I don't know, marrying your high school sweetheart, raising a family with them. <laughs> naming your kid with the same name as you maybe even opening up a school for the less fortunate people if there's someone out there maybe an athlete that even does this who has achieved so much and has only continued to live up to expectations i think i'm talking about lebron as a matter of fact
0: i was i I thought you were talking about antoine winfield and antoine winfield jr because we're on the buck we'll get
2: on to antoine winfield but opening up a school, marrying your high school sweetheart, not not resorting to the glitz and the glamour of, of supermodels. Who even wants to marry a supermodel? What? That maybe is my American dream. But hey, you know what they say to each their own. You, maybe you prefer a boat. You're in Florida. I'm in Philly right now. I like the cold weather. Maybe I buy a house in Akron, Ohio. I don't know. But wherever, <laughs> wherever the American dream takes me, I just know that. I want my heart to be big enough to give back similar to I think LeBron opened up a school. So mm. that's my definition. It me
0: is, it. I mean, your dream may just be to be part of the James family, it sounds like. By the way, every topic on this podcast somehow relates back to LeBron James. But that's just, once again, speculation from my side. Yeah, I
2: mean, <laughs> no comment on from me.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about one thing that made Jack angry this week. Normally Abe's just a running list of that, so I'm going to pop in here and take my own shot at the thing. The glorification of Patrick Mahomes' performance is disgusting to me. It's vile. It's inept. You agreed with me when we talked about it on Monday where his mom and wife were just crying because the pretty boy has been talked down on for the first time in 26 months. I understand what he did with no line was spectacular. In theory, it looked really crazy. Him doing multiple it, spins—it was and, still a lot of incompletions. There, he still threw <laughs> two picks. He didn't score a touchdown. And and I beg to ask the question: Is this what happens when not everything is picture perfect from Holmes? It's not like it's not like he didn't throw for two fifty, and you know he didn't throw for eighty six yards and four picks like Nathan Peterman might. But if everything's not perfect, let's see what Mahomes looks like, and can we stop glorifying He was pressured the most in the first half in Super Bowl history. Josh Allen, the week before, pressured the most in the AFC Championship game, 42% of dropbacks. Uh, the week before that, Lamar Jackson, his, his offensive line graded out from center, right guard, right tackle, F, D minus F. No one's ever protecting those guys. So Taylor Heineke, who – Taylor Heineke – you're telling me Taylor Heineke – because he was behind a better O line we should glorify Mahome's performance because he made a sick throw with his arm while being horizontal to the ground which was sick but can we stop picking no, out like I, I I'm having I understand what you're
2: saying it's like why can't we hold Mahomes to the standard that we hold other really good quarterbacks to it's because there there are levels to this jack
0: but there, that's there my are, point. We're not even holding him to the stand. We didn't even ask him to score a touchdown, and we're acting like he played unbelievable. Taylor Heineke, like, got a new contract because of how well he played, right? But, like, Josh Allen, people are like, eh, like, he wasn't that good. Lamar, oh, blow up the Ravens off. Like, it's like it's not that we're saying we're being too hard on him. They're actually giving him so much love, it's making me sick. No,
2: I, I disagree. I think a lot of people are finally realizing, like, all right, Pat Mahomes, just like thirty-one other quarterbacks in the league, needs help. He needs help around him, and, and we saw that on Sunday in the Super Bowl when Todd Bowles pitched a perfect a perfect sheet against the Chiefs' offense, which nobody's done since Patrick Mahomes has stepped into the league. It was on the biggest stage, but I, Jack, some of the things that he like, you have to. I understand that you hate Pat four hate plays Mahomes. though.
0: For like, if you really dial it back and understand, he took seventy snaps and four plays. Three were incompletions that were glorifying. That's the craziest part. That it is- was
2: dropped. It was dropped touchdowns. Listen, I'm not sitting here and praising Patrick Mahomes, but like, you can't knock Patrick Mahomes off his pedestal like you can for other quarterbacks because he's already built somewhat of a resume sure. and, a, and a really really good resume. A resume that involves winning 24 of his last 26 games. So it's like people are. Giving him shit for playing a little bit the way he lost and one touchdown, but at the same time, like you're still talking about Patrick Mahomes. You still have to watch, but
0: Breeze did the exact same thing against the same Bucks defense. Looked, you know, didn't really score much, threw a couple picks. Like that's my point. Listen, Uh, I, I
2: I know I know you're sick of the internet right now talking about Patrick Mahomes in in a glorious light because if if Lamar Jackson on a Sunday night game. I wouldn't didn't, be able to come on the podcast. It's didn't score a touchdown. You, you're, you've are you also dug yourself that hole. But Patrick Mahomes, you just have to accept, is such a globally loved and freak of a football player that now he's at this level where the media, the hard M word, will treat him differently. And that's just, you have to accept that. That's what happens in sports. If LeBron let's James just, had a crack, Let's
0: just hope he doesn't go down a Russell Wilson path
2: or a Nick Foles path, or a Trent Dilfer path, or a Joe Flacco
0: path. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about it. It's getting that second
2: one off your back, off the hump. Right now, Mahomes, Dilfer, Foles, Flacco. Put them in order however much you we want. we got to make How- merch
0: for that, I swear How- to
2: However you want, put those four in order. But for now, those are the one-ring wonders. <sighs>
0: All right. Let's speaking of that. Uh, let's move on to our what the hell internet graphic. Okay. So shout out to um, who posted it? I think I sent it to you guys. Yeah, I did. It was all sports culture, which I shouldn't even be shouting them out because I think they did it just to get attention and to end up on this. So we'll post it on Snapback Pod, and you guys can debate the tier. But here's here's what it looks like off the top. Tier one. Watson, Rogers, Jalen, Mahomes. Tier 2, Russ Wilson, Brady, Dak. Tier 3, Stafford, Baker, Tannehill, Herbert, Kirk Cousins, Lamar, Kyler. Tier 4, Matt Ryan, Carr, Goff, Big Ben, Jimmy G, Burrow. Tier 5, uh, they put two in, Tier 6. So I'm not going to, oh, Went Wentz in Tier 5. Let's start uh, at the top. Let's, let's suck, st- suck it, Eagleson. <laughs> let's start at the top. What, what the hell is going on here? I got no problems. That's just ridiculous.
2: No, I do have a problem because there should be one tier. Nobody should be in Patrick Mahomes's tier. That's my first problem. He should have a tier of his own. If you want to See, call I, it one...
0: once again, w- what makes you say that? Why is this not Aaron Rodgers vibes two point Jack, look what he's done over the last three years. Okay. And look what Rodgers was doing at that point in score. They were just 15 and 1. And then they caught Eli Manning. No one wants to catch Eli in the playoffs. That's not their fault. <laughs> but seriously, like you saw what happened when everything didn't go Patrick Mahomes' way. They don't look as unbeatable. I know it's tough to get rid of that recency bias, because recently, 25 and 2, like it's been crazy. The Packers did the exact same thing. So I'm just saying, I think Mahomes yes, I think Mahomes is the best QB in the league, but Put Rogers in that offense. You don't think similar results? Because he think just you did could, it with Green Bay. I think you could see similar results, but you're talking to me, Jack. I'm always going to
2: have Patrick Mahomes head and shoulders above everybody else in the league. So Patrick Mahomes needs to be in that first tier by himself, in my opinion. Second tier or one B, I should say. You know all sports culture. I, I, you, I, you were with me. I was with you. You had me brady guy this, this brady guy in a, in a two-tier i get it maybe they're just talking about pure physical attributes of throwing a football where it becomes a, right but that's around, not moving what around the in the pocket tier is that's no, why no, it's no, so no, dumb no, no, no you know you play to win the game and, and he's done a lot of that and you play to win one thing and that's the super bowl and, and he's won almost the same amount of thing he's won more super bowls than jpp has fingers um so we'll start with that so tier two you know I'm having trouble. So
0: you're comfortable with Watson in Tier One B for you? Yeah, yeah. I that's and crazy, I would probably, and I would probably put Russ in there with him.
2: You know what? Let's take Jalen out. I need, I need another prove it. I need another prove it. And let's put Russ and Brady in there. But Watson, Rogers, Mahomes, my Wilson, Tier One, Wilson and Brady. I'm have, cool with
0: that. I would just have Rogers, Brady, Mahomes. I don't think anyone else deserves to be in there. Watson, special Fair. talent. But what has he done when things aren't perfect? Brady and
2: Mahomes, Brady and Rodgers, let's respect the greatness. I get exactly.
0: it. So tier two, I would say Russ Watson, Josh Allen among Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady. He's yeah, no, ridiculous. No, 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 no. He just um, got a
2: nice smile. Yeah.
0: So as we then drop down into tier two, tier three discussion, I love Dak personally. But to put him head, to put him in a different tier than pity. some of the guys below is— that's a,
2: That's a pity play. That's yeah. a pity play at all sports culture. Speaking of which, all sports culture. I'm just trying to do a little recon on there. Maybe get where their alliance is at. That that can maybe make us yeah. be able to dissect this graphic. Um, but no, they actually just post a lot of content about everything. So good for them. But I will find out who where their allegiance lies. Dak, not, not yet, my friend. I get it. You had a gruesome injury. You've been betting on yourself the entire. It's a feel-good story. It's kind of like I liken it to like – Bradley Beal is now getting a ton of All Star yeah. votes, and it's like him and Zach la- Levine, right? Like- last last year when like when they didn't get the All Star votes, everyone after the fact was like, "Oh wow, like they probably should have got." So everyone kept it in their mind going into this year It's like, "We gotta we gotta do him right." Dak went down with the injury. He's been betting on himself the entire time. He hasn't gotten the money he deserved or that he thinks he deserves. I I should say forty million dollars. Um, so I think that's why we're seeing Dak a little
0: bit high. But uh, let's pump the brakes there. Yeah. So tier two, then we feel if if Abe can't, obviously he tried to completely change the graphic and create a one A and one B tier. But let's say for <laughs> my for, po- <laughs> dude, <laughs> it's,
2: that's the beauty of having a podcast. My podcast, my rules.
0: For for the sake of the audience, you've got Watson, Josh Allen, Wilson, right, locked into maybe your tier two, and you're tier saying you would you would drop tier you would drop deck down right mm-hmm. okay anyone from tier three stafford baker tana thrill herbert kirky k lamar Is that off kyler? the dome
2: just tana thrill off the dome or am i behind I mean, the times yeah you're pretty behind I didn't i'm behind that. um hmm if you're a running quarterback you stay in this tier
0: so lamar and kyler you're park your asses in tier three the only one what i'm giving mean, a... watson and wilson are, are up at tier two and josh allen there's three mobile quarterbacks
2: okay tier 2.5 <laughs> i'm throwing stafford in there i am throwing stafford. I
0: don't... <laughs> so ridiculous. i'm throwing
2: stafford in there. new new la stafford surfer matt listen we're talking about a hall of famer the guy's got all the numbers coming from a shitty situation i'm already buying in I've been a Rams fan. You know that. So give me Stafford at tier 2.5. Tier 3, I'll keep Baker. Uh Tana Thrill, let's see what you can do without Derek Henry. You're out of there. Herbert, you know you're my guy. Kirk. Kirk snuck into the party. <laughs> yeah, right? Kirk didn't get an invite but able to find the back door into tier 3. Um, he definitely doesn't belong there, but I'll give it to him. He was able to sneak into the party at the All Sports Culture uh, tier ranking, so Kirk stays. Uh, Lamar. I gotta see him win the big one. <laughs> I gotta see him win the big one. Kyler won the big one against Buffalo on that Hail Mary, so he stays. But I mean that's that's what Here's we all say your, about Lamar. Per,
0: you're a professional troll. I think that for me Thank tier you. two, I You wanna I, talk
2: about you wanna talk about the American dream?
0: Yeah, exactly. Is <laughs> being is being able to troll. My tier two would have Watson, Josh Allen, Russ, Lamar. That would be my tier two. And then I actually think tiers three and and below are are decently positioned. I would move Kirk down. I don't think he's in the conversation of Kyler, Baker, Stafford, Herbert. But then again, like everyone tier 3 and below just feels like if the system's good, they're a little bit better and if the system's not good, they're a little bit worse. Like, do you see any talent today? I would say I would put Joe Burrow maybe all the way up to 3. Put him Pumped Behind a good O-line. Pump yeah. the
2: brakes. If he if he remained healthy the entire year, he would be up there because you see Justin Herbert, but he didn't. You but know that's what? That's my point. You know, what, you point. know, you know the this. disrespect I don't like, and he definitely plays into that category of when the system's great around him, he can probably will you to a Super Bowl. Yeah. But when it's not, his team's not that good. Matt Ryan. I, I have a little trouble with Matt Ryan being put next to Derek Carr and Jared Goff. That's just me. <laughs> today, that's just me.
0: today, after watching Maddie Ice... He's just—he's gotten to the point where, like, he still has that Super Bowl or that MVP level play, but then he also has like the down. He—he kind of is. I would swap him and Cousins, right? Like, I yeah, think hundred percent. Matt, Matt
2: Ryan's a better 100%. version
0: of Kirk Cousins,
2: hundred um, percent. And then let's jump down to the, you know, working <laughs> our way up tiers, as I like to call them. You see, in tier five, Fitzpatrick, Darnold, Bridgewater, Daniel Jones. Carson, motherfucking Wentz, and you notice whose name I didn't see in there is Tua Taglivio, as Rick Ross would say. <laughs> um, you're cool with Carson in five and not the the bottom tier. Um,
0: of talent alone, yes. Let's but talk it, about
2: Mister Wentz. But if
0: we're going talent alone, I would have to move Tua up because I think in a in a vacuum, like Tua is probably as talented as. Darnold, Fitzmagic, Wentz and the other guys like tier six are just like gamers who like they'll try their hardest. But like at the end of the day, they're not that talented. They
2: could have a good system around them and still go six and ten.
0: Right. Right.
2: Mr. Wentz, Mr. Wentz, Mr. Wentz has made headway in the news as of recently. Obviously, the Eagles are looking to trade him this weekend as an Eagles fan leading up to the Super Bowl was pretty fun. Pretty, pretty fun, which I haven't said in a long time. Because there were reports that teams left, right, east, west, north, south were calling Howie Roseman, blowing up his phone, saying, give me your quarterback, give me your quarterback, I want your quarterback. Reports of a Matthew um, Stafford-like package in exchange for Carson Wentz. I saw you hopped on Snapchat and said, whoever gives up a Matthew Stafford. You even went as far to say the Eagles, as if this was the NBA. The Eagles should be forced to give up picks so someone could take on Wentz. They should. Okay, Anyway. My point wait, is wait, wait, timeout, no, no. Timeout. I believe it. no. I'm not. Okay. I'm not saying okay. you're wrong. I just think you're in the wrong sport. But my my point is something happened. Something happened because uh, I expected Carson to be traded on Monday morning, right? And he wasn't. And then a lot of reports came out that the uh, the waters have become a little still on the Carson Wentz trade front. Howie Roseman's phone hasn't been going off as much. The deals aren't as big. There there's good deals, but we're looking for a great deal. I think I know what happened. This is simple to me. This is absolutely simple. When you saw the reports coming out of huge packages being exchanged for Carson Wentz, it was over the weekend in Tampa Bay, Florida. If you're, this is easy. 32 NFL GMs were in Tampa, Florida, where coronavirus does not exist, getting absolutely blacked out. Uh, at tampa bay bars the entire week just shooting the shit about players oh, yeah is julio up for grabs nah but give me a call in a little i'm about to go get a drink and uh i think
0: <laughs> that might I be think, your best bit you've ever done and i
2: think that that is where the reports came out from the bar and then since then since all the gms have returned to their respective cities uh there haven't been that many offers and i just think it's as simple as you know what happens, Jack, when you get drunk sometimes? You sober up. It, these, it does G- give me these those drunk- GMs. These GMs have sobered up from being drunk. They're looking at their text, and instead of saying, you up, it's an exchange with Howie Roseman. It says, like, two first and a second. And he's like, yeah, 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 just hit me up on Monday. And then you look at your phone on Monday, to your text to Howie Roseman, you're just like, what the
0: fuck? So I think that's what happened on the Carson Wentz trade front. It does give me drunk vibes of, like, Well, Wentz was playing at an MVP level, right? Like when you're wasted, you kind of think maybe stuff will – and you're chasing bets. It also reminds me of like Dogecoin. It's like you get a lot of momentum behind it, even if there's nothing that's actually backing it. Your thought process, well, then maybe – but no. Which is funny because I do think we're actually going to somehow end up getting a first-rounder for him. Which would – like I said, I think that's the biggest joke ever until I took a step back. And thought nope. about it, Move. and take said, a step back up. Take a step back up with me. I said to myself, maybe like I need to look at it unbiasedly, not through like I hate Carson Wentz. I don't know if he's a he's not a g- a great quarterback, but like is he he's, the w- he's he's fixable? That's he's the thing.
2: fixable to the point where he can become a Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins type quarterback, right. where everything around him it's just. His mentality in Philadelphia has been absolutely ridiculous. His attitude has been absolutely ridiculous, and it's at the point where he can't be fixed in this situation. With so many, so much has gone on in the background with Nick <clears throat> drafting Jalen, et cetera, where the the situation isn't fixable here. But even as someone who hates Carson Wentz right now and used to absolutely praise him, call him Ginger Jesus, which. Jack, you're just my you're along. my you're my boy. Why didn't you just stab me in the heart then? Um, I do think he's fixable in another situation, but a first round pick, I don't care if it's number thirty two. I'll shut my mouth. Take it. You can take
0: him. All right, Eagleson, hop on in here. Let's go Eagleson out came
2: half. in hot today. Eagleson came in hot. Why? Was very excited about school. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eagleson, what's what's going on at uh at your school this week?
1: So yesterday. Sitting in business class, nothing special really. And then you hear on—you mean
2: you're sitting in the exact seat
1: that you're sitting. No, he's right back now. at school. Back at school. Back at oh, school. Oh, yeah. That sucks. Yeah. So we hear on the announcements, could first aid please come to the office? Okay, never really heard that one before. Then I get a text from my sister, and she goes, "Someone just jumped off the community center beside the school and broke their leg." Like w- what? And what? I know. And then. <laughs>
0: It was. Is this like, before you continue on? Because like your vibe is like it's kind of funny. Is this like a funny? Yes, thing yes. It's not like, like there's a, there's a punchline coming. Attempted
2: suicide, no, no.
1: It was right? just a okay. bunch of guys screwing all right, around. Continue on. And she was like, just some guys in her class were got up to the top of at uh, to the community center at lunch, and one of them didn't stick the landing, I guess. And then now, right, stop. Let me
2: stop you there. <laughs>
0: time out. Time yeah. out. Me, we don't do this in the states.
2: Let me let me stop you there. The community center. Yeah. Is it like a legitimate building? How tall is this building?
1: Probably like a little bit taller than like a normal suburban house.
2: What That's... the fuck is going
0: on over there in
1: Canada? <laughs> I'm not sure. And then Alright, continue. And then so
0: wait, so, so they're messing around like haha, jump off or like he got pushed up I'm
2: jumped of off, right like when...
1: like fully his choice, like yeah. In
2: this country, when we mess around, we throw 16 parlays. Yeah. You know,
1: just. But there, there, there's more to this. So today on the announcements, I hear the same thing. Could first aid please come to the office? I'm like, what now? Check my phone. My sister's like, some guys in that same group of friends with the guy who jumped off the community center got into a fist fight in the middle of class. And. About about jumping off the building. She doesn't know no one was talking, but they're all at of school. So I'm thinking there's some conspiracy going on or something, but just a whirlwind of weird shit. I don't know why. Yeah, that's definitely
2: not what I expected when you told me that you had a story about school today. I thought maybe Mr. McPhee was making a comeback. Um, I didn't realize it would be dark as shit. (laughs) But I'm glad to hear that it's only a broken leg from Mr. Youngfella. And I assume he wasn't involved in the fistfight altercation, given that he probably had a broken tibia. Um, Maybe don't. Do that if wasn't someone asked you to. It. Yeah. Okay. Good. And I thought you were going down the road of like they were playing some hockey on top of the roof, and you know <laughs> what happens when a puck when a, a puck goes astray. Um, but that is wild. I know. Uh,
1: like, is there disciplinary action being taken for the kids that got in the fight? I imagine yes. And for the kid on the roof, like, what are you going to do, really? His, his leg. Is, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, like he's your, punish- yeah. your punishment's kind of a broken down. leg. Like... <laughs>
0: i'm like in shock just i mean just just from the whole standpoint of like where even i mentally thought this was going to where it turned out which was better than where we thought it was going but still like very confusing because we just don't really jump off like would it have been as a prank for like tiktok views no like like, uh,
1: this is this is gonna sound stupid but that's not like an outlandish thing to happen here like there's a good amount of roof jumping that happens with snow on the ground. You just, so you're telling me. You
0: turn you. me... Okay. Okay. So we didn't really think about that. Okay. Like you're jumping into piles of snow. Maybe?
1: Yeah. Like, like there's always, no, there's always snow around, Do right? Do not
2: <laughs> try and justify snow <laughs> as if it's a trampoline that you can just start going, jumping off roofs. That's not a thing. Maybe it is where you're from in this country. We don't go, Hey Timmy, I think I can jump off that roof. <laughs> That's that's not a thing that happens here, even when it is snowing.
0: But I, I'll counter and protect, I'll protect the Canadians. I don't know where I got a stutter from right there, but they do have the age-old saying of if your friend jumped off a bridge, like would you too? I guess at some point there were kids who used to just jump off bridges because you don't just come up with that saying out of the blue. So maybe that's a Canadian version. This
2: feels very TikTok-y to me. No. It it really does. Not at all. Not at all.
0: Snapchat spotlight? (laughs) You wish. You wish. Send me that content if you have it. I'm getting paid from uh, LeBron James, actually. No, I've heard. Yeah, I heard you're retiring off one reel or one spotlight. Yeah, one spotlight. Payment, will. I'll disclose it on the pod when it comes. I should find out next. The week.
2: amount as well?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Payment.
2: What, did you go viral on a spotlight? Yeah, yeah. Which one?
0: It's a video of me at a Knicks game, and there's a lady behind me who's sleeping, and I'm like, LeBron, like, LeBron's playing tonight in the garden, and you're literally asleep. Like, who comes to the garden to do that, whatever? Well, he does um, it every. He does crazy things every night, so it's, you know. Well, no, that game, actually, Mario Hazonia blocked him for the win, but unrelated. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it got 140,000 views. So from my research among friends, that should net me a few thousand dollars, which is insane. What? What? Did you not hear about what Spotlights was doing? No. What? I thought I told you about this. There's these two kids in LA who are making two mil a month. Can there be one kid in Philly that makes I don't know one mil a month? So, so Snapchat announced that there's going to be they're going to give away a million dollars a day on Spotlight. This was in this was after Thanksgiving through the end of the year, so it was about a month and a half, right? Not after Thanksgiving, right before Thanksgiving. Because uh, TikTok had said, we're going to do this creator fund where we're giving away a billion dollars to creators to make sure they continue creating. But the thing was, like, the only people who would make serious money was like D'Amelio and Addison Rae because they were getting 50 million views of video, which meant they would make like a thousand bucks for that, which still is nothing compared to the brand deals they'll get. So people kind of figured Spotlight would be the same thing. Plus, like, no one created really content for Snapchat. They created for TikTok, more dancing, more tools, et cetera these two TikTokers start posting on Spotlight. They just took all their Instagram filmed content, recaptioned it for Spotlight. And uh, one of them made like $2.4 million in 30 days because his videos kept like dominating the algorithm. And he, he said, like, you can post a video every five minutes. He would just post, he would sit there all day long and just post them. And then his roommate made like 800K um, and they just kept doing it. Now it's like much harder to make those high of numbers. But like,
2: hey, okay, so I'm I have I have one roommate here. You have the audience. I'm going to after we hang up the phone, get Sam, my roommate. Well, that's we're gonna the hit, thing. We're, we're going to hit the roof.
0: It's unrelated to audience. It's com- it was completely from scratch. Like my having 10 followers versus you having none does not impact the video. It's a completely new element. So like, Got it.
2: So I'm just going to jump off a roof into the fluffiest pile of snow and I'm going to make a few thousand by the
0: minute. Exactly. Dude, someone's uh, – there's this worker. I believe it was at Lowe's. She was making minimum wage, 12 15 bucks an hour. She goes to her sister's for – her in-laws for um, – thanksgiving she's filming like her making deep frying a turkey five hundred thousand dollars later from that one video i mean minimum wage to half a million dollars we were talking about the american dream earlier and what yeah, like seriously. you know like this is it so i'm hoping i get to pay for like month number one of rent in new york city for my return I also know that you could make more than that, so I will share that number. It'll be crazy, Um, but I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, if Eagleson's boy heard about that, he'd be sitting on (laughs) millions right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fam, that is it for this half of the podcast. After the break, we will be talking about the Fan Control Football League, and we will check in with our franchise-tagged quarterback, Jackson Erdman. We'll be right back. (laughs) All right, fam, we are back. We are going to talk about the Fan Control Football League. It's a massive announcement. Abe and I are co owners. Call the, me Jerry Jones. Of the Wild Aces and the Fan Control Football League. Quick little details on what the FCF is. Number one, fan control, which means fans chose the rules. Fans call the plays live on Twitch at FCF on Twitch's Twitch account. Fans draft every week, Wednesday nights. There will be a live draft normally around 9 Eastern. Also on Twitch where we'll be communicating about who we want to draft, but the fans will actually get to pick based on showing up every week. Fans call the play on game day. That will be on Saturday night. Johnny Manziel's in the league. Marshawn Lynch, Richard Sherman, uh, destroying Bob Menory, all our owners. Quavo. Uh, Quavo. Our co-owners, Greg Miller from Kind of Funny Gaming. He's super funny. And Austin Eckler, who we've had in the snapback pod a bunch of times. What else am I forgetting? You can buy a part of the team, which is what we're going to give away today. Um, it's really cool concept. 7v7 seven seven on a 50-yard football field. Kind of looks like arena football in this really hyper future league. It's all about the fans. And as you guys know, you're the snapback fam. So that's why we figured we would be a part of this and I think it's gonna be super cool.
2: And most importantly, like football just ended and we're literally handing you more football. Yeah. Like what more could you ask for? And you also own part of the team. You can literally do whatever you want. We're the owners. I just you heard in our interview with Jackson now well, we're, we're not...
0: gonna we're gonna the Jackson interview is gonna come out. Oh I
2: laid so. down some yeah I won't give you a sneak peek, but I laid down some some very basic rules with Jackson on this pod what I expect out of my franchise quarterback on the field, in the locker room. Everything that you've always looked up to these guys um, in sports, owners, GMs, et cetera, you now have the ability to be that person and you now have the ability to do anything you want as long as it has nothing to do with whatever the Houston Texans did down in Houston. That's our
0: one rule. We will not be like the Texans on the Wild Ace squad. No Bill O'Brien vibes. All right, so what's going to happen is You guys are listening to this now. I haven't recorded the intro to the podcast. So I'm going to put all the details for the intro of the podcast on how to win a piece of the team. So if you skip the intro, go back to the beginning and listen in now. But right now, you're going to hear Abe and I discuss what those entry rules should be. So number one, I want to give love to Jackson, who you guys are going to hear an interview from him very shortly right here on the podcast. His username on Instagram is JerdyDude. And if you have a Twitter... You're going to follow that as well. So one person, two people, because not everyone's going to have Instagram and Twitter, but two people, I think, are going to win a share of the team, which Abe and I will send you $150 in cash that you can then go and buy a share. Follow Dude J-E-R-D-Y, dude, D-U-D-E, on Instagram and Twitter, and then tag Abe and I so that we know you did it in his most recent tweet and his most recent instagram post just make it aware to abe and i we, that do you what follow.
2: we do do what the fam does we yeah. invade eckler's twitch we invade guests comments just do what we do just be the snapback fam shoot shoot uh dirty do to follow on instagram on twitter and uh let's blow this team up okay so that's that's two shares given away abe how much money do we have in the people's parlay money. People's
0: parlay money. A little bit around between seven dollars and $800 left to give away. Okay. So we'll call it five shares. We'll call it five shares that we can give away. Um, so two are going to go to the fam just like this. Mm-hmm. We're going to give one away to Eagleson because we love Eagleson. So mm-hmm. Eagleson, yeah, congrats. We kind of have, have to. We're going to give one share away to our boy, Dorf, who runs the Twitter. <laughs>
2: name dwarf he does he likes to be unnamed
0: oh yeah unnamed uh which leaves us with one more share but i'll chip in one more share if abe's willing to match we have a little extra money in anchor where i think we could gift a share each so that would give us three more plus that'll give us two more
2: Look at Jack just putting me on the spot of a record, saying if Abe would be so kind as to match my two hundred dollars, as if I'm one fifty, as if I'm going to sit here on live air and argue with Jack about having to pay. That's just, that's Jack's newest way of getting something out of me. As long as the red button is ticked and we're live on air, even though this isn't even live, he can get it out of me. So, yes, Jack, I will match
0: your share. Three shares left. So, because you gave a share and I gave a share. I'm going to select what you have to do for my share. One person who buys Wild Aces merch off the store and tags me can buy a hat, t-shirt, sweatshirt, gaming chair, hoodie, whatever you want. One person who shows their true commitment to the Wild Aces, they'll win something from the winner share from me. That'll be one of my shares. Do you have anything off the top of your head that you would want someone to do? It could be follow you on Instagram. It could be whatever you want.
2: Well, one, follow me on Twitter. We'll start with that at Ooh, Abe, I
0: like that at Abe Granoff at Abe underscore Granoff. I don't. You go send check on that real quick, and I'm everything. Do- it's fine because it'll be in the Abe, intro.
2: At Abe underscore Granoff, follow me on Twitter, and two, I wouldn't mind being DM'd a photo of you shirtless that said, "Let's go aces on your stomach."
0: Okay. To be um, entered, just because you're over eighteen, and some of our audience could be under eighteen. Like- okay. Maybe don't do that. Yeah, let's let's yeah, think maybe about. maybe don't it. do that. You
2: just shoot me a follow on Twitter. Okay,
0: I like Shh. that. We want to build up Abe's Twitter because I'll give him Shh. credit. His Twitter is funny. He doesn't get enough love there, so thank you. We'll, we'll do that. So uh, we've got Abe on Twitter. We've got buy a T-shirt, tag us in whatever social platform. We've got follow Dirty Dude, and for our last share, anything off the top of your dome that we want to do as a Snapback Podcast. I mean, I feel like we're going to get new people who come in. Like, subscribe to the pod feels pretty easy. Subscribe, write
2: a review. Yeah, it's real easy. All right. And make sure you write in the in the review, Let's Go Aces. Leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcast and write, Let's Go Aces.
0: Okay. So, so one of the interesting things here is we work with this rivalry app. Uh, we did the NFL pick them through there. Mm-hmm. They actually may be able to organize this for us. So I'm thinking automation in 2021. How about it? I'm thinking it? that's what we do. So what's gonna happen is we're gonna we're gonna say everyone, it's free to join. Download the Rivalry app. It's in the app store. It's free. Join the SnapExports Sports group. We've got 9,000 members in it. We'll create a little contest, and you'll be able to get an entry to potentially win for each thing you do. So one thing will be follow Abe. One will be buy a T-shirt or whatever. One will be subscribe to the pod. One will be follow Jurdy on Instagram, Twitter. So you could get up to five entries, and then it will be randomized from there. I think that's the best way to do it. What do you think? I think that works for me. I love teaming up with the team at Rivalry. Okay. All right. So Snapback fam, let's go. And then, of course, if you need the link to go buy a share and you just want to do it to be part of like – fam think about it you can own a football team for 150 bucks it's really cool and i think some people are confused like your value could increase it's not just like a, a loss it's, of it's money. a
2: legitimate share
0: right you could lose money the league could fold next year or we could value the team which is currently at seven and a half mil it could be worth 75 and your 150 could go to 1500 so it's not like you're just throwing money in the trash can just keep that in mind but i think it's cool because it's a brand new league everyone's going to be like there's no city affiliations right and everyone's going to be looking to pick up a team you might as well throw some money so you're really attached to that team um and and who bet like we're going to make the best content around it we're going to be funny around it you guys were
2: making fun of our people's parlays taking those buy buy a share of the aces instead don't take our parlays even though we tell you to take them straight throw it towards the aces
0: throw it towards the aces all right fam let's Go talk to our star franchise quarterback, Mr. Jerdy Jackson Erdman. Snapback fam, we have told you about the Fan Control Football League, so we figured we would bring in a very special guest. It's the guy we use our first ever franchise tag on. It's Jackson Erdman. Tag Jerdy. We tag the man. So the Snapback fam was a little late to the party, the Wild Aces party when did the tag jersey whole concept begin talk to me about like what that was and how it ended up happening
3: yeah so oh gosh i've been in the bubble for like four weeks now so i think it was the first week of like quarantine phase i hopped on the fcf twitch show and the owners and everyone on the show kind of the host asked me like hey like if you could pick a team to play for like who would you want and obviously i was like you know i'll play for anyone i just want to play but I really like the wild aces, the vibes they're throwing out on social media. I like the logo, you know, I like the owners and everything. And literally from that moment, it just kind of like it it all started like the FCF Twitter accounts for the wild aces were like turning this into like the movement, like to officially tag Journey. and ever since then, um, (laughs) <laughs> They've just been continuously tweeting, posting like old pictures of me from St. John's and everything. And then, boom, it officially happened, and here we are.
0: Yeah. So, Austin, Greg, and I made the video, and we obviously knew it was to tag you. And we were working on different executions of like how it was going to go down. So, for anyone listening, go to Twitter. You can check out the video or DM me. I'll send it to you. But you actually being in the moment, right? So you go into kind of like that office, not really office, but room. And, and he's like, you know, we have cuts today. Like I know in the video, you even say like your heart was racing, but tell us like what that actually felt like to think like he was messing with you and then you end up getting tagged.
3: <laughs> so the biggest thing that threw me off was Doncor. He's the player personnel that came to my door and he knocked and I saw the camera immediately. And we had like different, shows in the bubble that day so i was like okay maybe just one of the shows are starting early so i was like what's up Doncor? like what are we doing and he's just kind of mellow tone and that's not Doncor's personality he's always upbeat I'm like oh crap mm-hmm. what's going on and he was like yeah i think you could have played better i'm like where is this going i was just trying to read the vibes he was putting on like yeah i know for sure and then he wasn't really talking and then we go into the lobby and I didn't know where to go. He literally like, grabs my shoulder and like directed me. I'm like, and then the commissioner sitting there. I'm like, Oh gosh. Immediately. I started thinking like, I didn't know cuts were that day. I thought maybe I did something wrong. Like broke a rule and I was getting booted from the bubble The commissioner <laughs> just sitting in there and then he has, he's like masked up and like 10 feet away. Cause he's not technically in the bubble. So I yeah. couldn't understand it. but the one word I understand was "cuts," and I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> <laughs> so I they had me tweaking for a bit.
2: That's funny. It was kind of the videos, like kind of like an episode out of Hard Knocks, where you see where people go into the coach's office, and it's like it's always a sad story, but like they get picked up other places. But the the FCF is interesting to me because. A dream of mine as a child was to own a sports team, and I am now fortunate enough to do so, being a part of the Aces ownership group. Is there any part of you that you hopped on this Zoom with Jack and I, and you were like, oh, you like "Got your shoulders straight?" You're like, "Damn, these are kind of my bosses. Like, I should probably act cool because we're trying to run a tight organization around here." I've <laughs> dreamed of owning, I've dreamed of owning a sports team my entire life, and I finally do. It's kind of funny because sports. It's kind of just like always talked about on Twitter now, and it's like the players are asked about their trolls, people that are tweeting at them. Are they looking at their comments? And now you're in a position where you're the quarterback, and your bosses are those trolls on Twitter. Those little those little eggheads on Twitter are now the owner of the organization that you play for. What is your viewpoint on that and the, the whole concept of the fans being able to chip in and own part of a team?
3: I love it. I I yeah. I think it's great just like the aspect of like the camaraderie like the team's even bigger now. You know, mm-hmm. it's everyone, I mean, depending on your fan IQ and if you participate more, your vote carries a little more, but for the most part everyone has an equal vote. And I love that. You know, power in numbers and especially with like, you know, kind of like the fan bases that you guys have kind of funny has. It, Wild while just has a huge fan base and i'm excited to see how we come together you know and just kind right. of like see like if we like i don't know I, I feel like a lot of different teams could be scattered and like different votes all over but i think especially with the podcast that greg is doing tonight on the draft show you know like power numbers will be like okay this is what we're thinking and it's essentially like a fantasy draft you know so right. it's gonna be a crazy day and i'm just really excited to see it how it's formatted, how it rolls, and then obviously learn from a week-to-week basis.
2: So I, I want you to know that with me at the helm of ownership and Jack, that, that you are in good hands. We've done our due diligence. We've, we're have we learning from other mistakes. Jack and I just the other day sat in a room for eight hours together, and we actually looked at the Houston Texans, and we saw every move that they've made over the last five years. And we had dissected every move, and Jack and I looked at each other and said, you see this? We're not going to do any of that. So that was our first Point of emphasis is do not be like the Houston Texans. We want to take care of our quarterback. We want to take care of our coaching staff. Take care of our fan base. So that's rule number one as owners. Rule number two, we aren't the biggest fan of running backs on this podcast. We just feel as if that their value in the NFL isn't worth the big bucks because they're so easily replaceable. So we won't be paying any running backs. We'll be giving you that money instead. Also, and Jack, I didn't run this by you, but I'm just going to throw it in there. Second and long runs, not where we're from. If it's second and long, we're throwing the ball. We don't, we don't do, we don't do that here. Um, We won't be running the ball much, so we're gonna need you to sling it.
3: Hey, I love that. I love that you said that. Um, At St. John's, we had it. The first two years was like you know pro style offense, run the ball first, second, third and long, then you throw it. (laughs) And was not a fan. My last two years, new offensive coordinator, boom, empty. Five wide, no huddle, fast pace, throw the ball all over, and we were far more successful. So I am all for throwing the ball.
2: Jack, you can hop in in one second here. Just a random thought because I've always wanted to play professional football. I could technically suit up if I want to, right? Nope. (laughs) It's my
0: team definitely not
2: <laughs> you're telling me you're telling me if you own a business if you own a clothing
0: store and one day you want to sell clothes on the floor you can't go out there you will not be able to play on. i'm the not floor.
2: taking jackson's position but i think i can League some...
0: rules i actually think warrant that you've had some high level of playing experience which we definitely know you do not high have. level of what playing football experience. playing experience not gambling on. not drinking football playing video games no, you, you can call the place. So Jackson, okay. um, I love that. We do have Austin as a co-owner. So he, while he's a running back, Abe and I give him shit all the time, but he's also a receiving back. So like we like to use the running back. It's just like, do they need 20 million a year like Zeke Elliott? That, Austin that's does. Austin, <clears throat> Austin does. Yeah, Austin does. Um, but what have you seen in the bubble so far? Like what are you most excited about? in terms of the game play, right? It's a whole new sport, 7v7 on a smaller field. You've been playing on, you know, 120 yards with the end zones your entire life. What do you think your skill set's really going to be able to dominate on that type of field?
3: Yeah, it's definitely new for me. I've never played arena. I just graduated recently from St. John's. So it was a lot of learning, but the game is so quick. You know, balls got to be on your hand quick. You got to make your decisions quick. And I I like that, you know, especially if you like hit a guy quick, he runs ten yards. You're pretty much like twenty yards from scoring, (laughs) you know, like it's a short field, so it's gonna be quick. And you just gotta make good decisions with the balls, play calling. So I'm excited to hop on like like either podcast or like in like Discord or chat, just like kind of like touch base with the fans and like you know let them like know what I'm thinking and just we're on the same page so we can call the best plays to put us in like a position to be successful. But as far as the bubble, um, there's a lot of talent down here, especially at wide out. We're really deep running back. We have three guys that are really solid. And then also some new guys that came in that have great backgrounds. So they're still learning the playbook and everything. And especially in this league, you have to utilize the running back. Like there are some run plays, but there's a lot where he starts in the backfield and we motion him out. So he has to be a receiver too. So you got to be versatile. So that's very important.
0: I'm I am curious. We need Austin on the team. Like, I feel like screw the Chargers. Well, yeah, let will
2: throw, throw a wig <laughs> on him and throw him out there. But, Jack, I'm curious. What happens in the case, because you know a little bit more about the, like, you know what I do. I buy things and then I learn about them. Yeah. Like I did with the virtual sports card. And I bought a football team, apparently, Jack told me to. And now I'm learning about it. What if we call play down to you in the huddle as fans or as owners, and Jackson doesn't like what he sees in the defense and he audibles
0: out? Jackson, what's the word? Are you allowed to hot route?
3: No, we're not allowed to audible. So whatever you call, we're stuck with. The only thing is we can like flip it. So if we have a run play to one side and they're overloaded, the only ability we have is to flip it, run the same play to the other direction.
0: Feels kind of obvious though, about what might be coming if you do that. So our question is then what do the coaches really do? Like Abe and I as owners, all we're going to want to do is like create drama. Right. So um, Abe, I know you don't know this and the fans will learn like Jackson's going to be our quarterback for two drives. But then we have a backup who has to play on the third drive. So like just by like you could be playing the best games of your career, but like there will still be people out there trying to create controversy, obviously. Abe and I, we like you, we tagged you for a reason, but like our head coach, if we're calling the plays and are losing, we're obviously going to blame the coach and like, we're going to try and fire him just out of content. sake. So like, what's, what's a coach doing the
3: FCF? So we have essentially a pool of players, right? Kind of like fancy. We have a pool of players that can be drafted each week, which means all offenses, we have a universal playbook. So just installing the players, coach Jenksen has done a great job and, just kind of adapting i'm not sure if he's coached arena or anything in the past but yeah just fine tuning making sure all the offices are on the same page i'm lucky that i'm gonna be on one team for the whole season but like a lot of qbs could potentially play with a new set of wideouts each week like even me you know depending right. on who we draft and everything which means that everyone has to be on the same page and like no one there's a lot of option routes in this league right so just when to break when to do what when to sit down um, that's crucial, and that's what the coaches help with a lot offensively.
0: It's going to be amazing. Um, what I think everyone also wants to know: one of our rival quarterbacks, Johnny Manziel, won the Heisman. He's going to carry a lot of weight in the league. Um, I would ask like how's he look, but. Like, give us something we can we can quote on. Like, tell us how bad he is, or how much better you are than him. Like, what what's going on here?
3: <laughs> you know, I wish I could, Johnny. It, I, I was kind of like, I'm not gonna believe it till I see it. Him being in the bubble because it yeah. was prolonged, but he's been at practice for two days, and he's a really cool dude. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, he's cool dude, not a good quarterback. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that because he's been spinning it too.
2: No, you I'm don't have to, ready. I will.
3: I'm the owner, <laughs> I can say what I want. Uh, yeah, you can. You're the owner, boss, <laughs> Um but yeah, he obviously just I'm I'm kind of curious to see how he'll pick up the offense in a matter uh-huh. of days going into the game. But yeah, I've been impressed with him and yeah, he's a super cool guy.
2: That's awesome. And So, Jackson, uh, there's always talk in the NFL and in other leagues about you need to find your franchise quarterback. We've found our franchise quarterback. You're the one who builds up the locker room, who keeps the guys together. Um, But what you're not going to do for our organization is you're not going to control the aux in the locker room because, like I do, I like to do a little due diligence on all my players. I will do so on the rest of the roster. On January 23rd, 2019, you tweeted, Demi Lovato bumps. Please don't try to tell me otherwise. So just she throwing does. that out there now. I'm sure she does in your own personal headphones, but Demi will not be blasting pregame in the locker That's, room of wait, the Wild Aces. Out.
0: The backstory of why Demi won't be bumping isn't because she doesn't. Oh, no, bump. trust me. It's personal, too. It's personal because he really? has to bet on the national anthem with her singing because he's a degenerate.
3: Oh, so it has nothing to do with her cords. Like, she she can belt it. It's more so wanna, the length, I feel. She will, she will not be
2: playing in my locker room as far as I'm an owner of this organization. Um, rule number two, and I'm sure you've signed something for this. Uh, you're not going to be riding uh, any – oh, no, you actually were driving. No more Subway for you. No more Subway. On January <laughs> 25th, 2019, you also tweeted – that on this day, six years ago, I got my driver's license, went to Subway, and then ran over a mailbox and a light pole. <laughs> haven't had Subway since. I'm sure you also haven't gotten any car accidents since, have you?
3: Uh, Nothing major. Nothing major. All right. so, so
2: we're going to keep Subway out of the diet. We're going to keep Demi out of the locker room. And uh, I'm probably going to have a few more rules as owner of this club. But I'll I'll get that down to you, and you'll, you'll uh, communicate that with the team. But you're our right. franchise quarterback, and we're happy to have you.
3: That sounds good. I, I think I can do those. I'll listen all to Demi right. outside the locker room.
2: Cool. That's all I ask. Awesome.
0: Jackson, one of the coolest parts of the league for me is like the interaction, right? Like we can't, Abe and I can't go buy our favorite team and then go talk to Lamar Jackson or for Abe Carson yeah. Wentz. Yeah. Nope. He's hey. an Eagles fan. Um, But, but with you, like you just hopped on the podcast, you're embracing the content. That's why we tagged you. We believe in you as a player, but we also see like your energy is palpable. Like you love the aces, which is crazy because you haven't even played like an official game for us yet. Right. Um, But what, what do you think gives you that energy, that excitement? And like, why do you dive into the content of this so hard?
3: Well, that's what they're promoting as a league. You know, this whole league is mm-hmm. built upon fan interaction and players are trying to bridge that gap. They're offering us the tools and, you know, all the different uh, like apps and everything. They're literally trying to bridge that gap, which I think they, you know, they have done. It's just we need more people to get on the wave. And, you know, this next, right. this next league or this league could be the future in the new wave, especially with the arena man that arena is so dope it's
0: sick it's right
3: sick. right and just the concept of people calling their own players or owning their teams you know um it's crazy so i'm just trying to dive in get as much out of this as i can well that's you know trying to play football because i love it take that step to the next level but also trying to like you know build myself and make these connections like like i'm you know on your guys's podcast have access to like other team owners and everything like this is such a cool opportunity and i'm so excited to be here
2: yeah is there is, i'll go ahead is there any part of you that like you're obviously you come from a collegiate background you went to penn state you transferred to st john's like there still is that major like you're you're talking about it right now as if it's all fun and everything but you're still a major competitor and the goal is to win games do you think that the concept of this league can maybe get a little bit frustrating at times. Like I said earlier, you don't have the ability to audible out of plays, but you can see when you get to the line of scrimmage, your your in-depth football knowledge, if something may or may not work. And us as fans, if we're choosing the plays, we can't really see that because we don't really understand the X's and O's as much as you do. Do you think that'll be a little bit of a, a learning curve or a frustration thing from you? Because listen, I promise you, I've had people in my DMs from the snapback family. They make stupid takes. They come at me for my stupid takes. We can't promise you all the plays are going to go for a 50 yard touchdown. Is there any part of you that would be, is is there any frustration level? Do you anticipate with the plays being out of your, out of your hand when it turns to calling them?
3: Yeah, potentially, especially at St. John's my senior season, I did a lot of my own play call. Like we go no huddle and it was all up to me. I just call what I'd see. Um, so that's going to be a little, you know, new to me. But with most of these plays, we have like, like I said, a lot of option routes. So even if they're man or zone, like these plays, if ran correctly, they should still work. You know, um, you know, I will be frustrated if it's like third and ten or like third and long and we're running the ball. But it will never happen. <laughs> I hope not. But you know, I I'm, I'm excited too. I'm hoping like maybe this league will get to the point where. You know, Greg's running a show and I hop on the phone like, you know, on the sideline and be like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is what we're looking at. You know, that that could potentially be the future of this league. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm excited for after draft tonight, I'm going to get together with, you know, all the players and we're going to go over like film and like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is what we're going to be doing on this play just so we're all on the same page. No matter what you guys call, we'll be prepared.
0: Cool and it's insane because if if everyone listening like you're not a Wild Aces fan already which would be crazy just from listening to the conversation and understanding, like, Jackson's want to be a part of the Aces because of the content, because of, like, the connection with the fans. Like, Johnny's not hopping on any podcast to, like, talk to Zapper fans. And, like, while Destroying is the man and Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch, like, their owners are not, you know, they're not going to be at the draft tonight. They're not going to actually be involved As much as like we will, which is why I think you recognize with the aces, there's going to be that true fan connection, right? If the league is promoting, put the fans first and interact with the fans. And our quarterback's actually doing that. And then our owner's actually doing it. I think that's what's going to separate us from the rest. And we're going to, because we were lucky enough to be a part of season one, when they expand in season two and three, like we'll have such a large amount of core fans because of that, that the, the ceiling is just untapped.
3: Yeah. And I'm super excited for that. You know, just like all, all, all of the owners are invested and they're like moving forward. And like, like I said, like you're doing this podcast, Greg's doing the Twitch show tonight, like during the draft, like they are absolutely all in. I'm absolutely all in the fans. are all in, you know, I'm excited for this season. It's going to be awesome.
2: Hey, there's one thing on my mind and that's a championship. That is a championship for the wild aces. You see this? I don't have many. I don't have any jewelry on my fingers right now, and I don't think Jack does, and I don't think you do, Jackson. And we're here to change that. The Wild Aces were a winning organization. We're the Spurs of the early two thousands. We are going to be a dynasty, and you are going to be captaining our ship.
3: I love that. There is nothing I hate more than losing. I'm gonna leave it all out there. I'm excited. I've love never that.
2: lost an argument to Jack. I've never lost anything against Jack, so I'm with you. Abe, let's let's
0: <laughs> let let's rapid. Let's rapid fire. We didn't prepare for this, so it might be a little lazy of us. But let's rapid fire some things that, as owners or fans of you know the NFL, that we would have wished we could <laughs> decide on for our players, and then hear Jackson's thought. What do you mean one- decide uh, on for your? I- give me an example. I'll give an example. Um, quarterbacks, right? When when you scramble out of the pocket, they always say, "Oh, protect yourself, slide," or like I've always been a believer, like third and one, like go get me that yard. So are you a slider kind of lower the shoulder, think long-term
3: type of player? If it's third and short, I'm getting that first down. You know, I, I'm not <laughs> as fast as some of the QBs here or, you know, dual threat style. But when I'm out of the pocket, I'm looking to throw. But if, if there's green grass in front of me too, I'm going to be smart and like take the yard. Um,
2: give the... Go ahead, you can finish.
3: No, it, go ahead.
2: Okay, give the give the fans at home... so. For those that haven't seen your tape or your YouTube, give them an NFL QB comparison, your style of play.
3: You know, I, I like to compare myself to Aaron Rodgers a little bit. You know, pocket passes, but also he can get out of the pocket and throw on the run. Rodgers works. You know, so I try to model my game after him.
2: Yeah, no, we definitely would like to have Aaron Rodgers. So you you being the next best
0: thing, that'll, that'll do for us. So we love that.
3: <laughs> I'll take it.
0: What about press conference wise? Are you a uh, press Tom- coverage? No. no, 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 no. Press conference. Like you win the game. Are you, oh, 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 oh. are you like a Tom Brady, like play it mellow, act like you've been there? Or are you more like I'm trying to think of like like a Cam Newton, like show up and like let everyone know you won the game and like you're trash talking. Where do you sit there?
3: I would say somewhere in the middle of that, you know, I, I, my dad has always taught me to be, you know, very, very humble. And that's, you know, the way I was raised. Um, and then at St. John's, when we'd play like against like maybe our like rival teams are like, you know, I, i kind of like let them know, especially for like a recruiting standpoint at St. John's and St. Thomas, it's very competitive. So I would always be like, yeah, like we stuck it to them. Like we absolutely dominated the game, you know? And I, I don't know. I kind of wear some funky stuff, like I'm wearing a Stranger Things T-shirt right now, and everything. So sometimes my outfits can be a little unique, but definitely not like the designer brand or you know, like Cam Newton style.
2: Yeah, we don't need you, Cam Newton, but we also don't need you, Daniel Jones. You feel me? Yeah, somewhere somewhere in the middle of that, we don't need you looking like you're working. You're headed into your sales job, (laughs) trying to football
0: games here with the Aces.
3: Yes, sir. Um, All
0: right, Jackson, we. Have a big draft coming up tonight. So we don't want to hold you for much longer because you sent us over some good scouting materials. So we're gonna have to run through that. We know you got a one-on-one competition. We gotta, you know, we gotta get the power ups. We gotta get everything in order. So we don't wanna hold you for too long. We're gonna send some of the followers of the Snapback fam your way. Where can people find you?
3: Where can people find me on social media? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's dirty dude everything. That's J-E-R-D-Y dude.
0: Dirty dude, baby. We love it. To the right to the point. Jackson Urban, starting quarterback, franchise taggy of the Wild Aces in the Fan Control Football League. Jackson, we'll see you on Saturday night.
3: Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been a pleasure.
0: Yep. Appreciate it.